بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين رب شرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما إن شاء الله today we will continue with the seerah of the Prophet Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم and we have reached the early days of the Prophet after he arrived in Al-Madinah, after the Hijrah from Mecca to Medina. So we are in the early days of the Prophet arrival in the blessed city of Al-Madinah Al-Munawwara. And we mentioned some of the incidents that took place after the Prophet arrived there. He stayed in Quba for a few days and he built Masjid Quba. Then after a few days, he went to the main part of the city of Al-Madinah and they built Al-Masjid Al-Nabawi and the Prophet ﷺ during that time he was staying in the house of Abu Ayyub Al-Ansari. So these are the early days of the Prophet ﷺ in Al-Madinah. Another very important event that took place in the early days after the Prophet ﷺ arrived in Al-Madinah was the acceptance of Islam by the greatest scholar of the Jews of Medina, the number one most knowledgeable, most respected, most pious, most sincere, most devoted Jew of the city of Al Medina. And he was a man by the name of Al Hussein ibn Salam. And he was a person who had studied the Torah very meticulously and very carefully. And he knew that the time had come that a prophet would arrive. And he had heard the description of the man, Muhammad, who was coming from Mecca. And he heard about some of his characteristics. And he saw that what he had heard about him matched whatever was mentioned in the Torah. So he was actually excited about the Prophet ﷺ and his arrival in Al Madinah. And we mentioned some of the other Jews who realized as well that the Prophet ﷺ, that Muhammad ﷺ was the messenger that had been prophesied in their book. Yet still, because he didn't come from Bani Israel, even though they knew he was the messenger of Allah, they rejected him anyways. Even though they had that knowledge and they were sure that he is the one that they had been waiting for, due to the fact that he didn't come from their lineage, from Bani Israel, because of their envy and their jealousy, they rejected him anyways, even after knowing that he was the true messenger of Allah. But, but Al-Husayn ibn Salam, that was not from his characteristics. He was not an arrogant person. and He was willing to accept the truth when he saw the truth. So he, he realized that whatever he had heard about this man, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, it matched the characteristics given in the Torah. So when he actually arrived in Al-Madinah, when the Prophet actually arrived in Al-Madina, Al-Husayn ibn Salam, he became very excited. He was so excited. So when the news came to him that Muhammad has arrived, at that moment, Al-Husayn ibn Salam, he was in an orchard and he was with his aunt. And uh, his aunt, who was with him, she was resting under a tree in that orchard. And Abdullah ibn Salam was on top of the tree. 
So then the caller called out that Muhammad has arrived. Muhammad has arrived. And Al Hussein ibn Salam, he got so excited when he heard Muhammad has arrived. He said, Allahu Akbar. And he said it not just in a calm way, he said it in a way that showed extreme excitement. Allahu Akbar. So his aunt, she heard her nephew, who was a Jew, showing such excitement at the arrival of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So she was surprised. Why is he so excited? So she said to her nephew, she said, Wallahi, if you heard the news that Musa had come, you wouldn't even be so excited. Why are you so excited that this man Muhammad has come into Medina? And then he answered to her, he said, Wallahi, he and Musa are brothers. Muhammad and Musa are brothers. And they called to the same religion, the religion of the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. So he was very excited now. He got down from the tree and he went to meet the Prophet He wanted to see him in person and he wanted to ask him a few questions before he took the shahada, before he accepted Al-Islam. He already knew that yes, this is the Messenger of Allah, but he wanted to go and see him for himself and ask him a few questions just to be certain and then he would accept Islam. He would take the shahada. So he went to meet the Prophet ﷺ. The people had gathered around him. He had just arrived. The people were showing excitement that the Messenger of Allah ﷺ was here. And, and Al-Husayn ibn Salam, he also went to see the Prophet ﷺ. And he mentions that the first thing that he heard, the first words that he heard from the mouth of the Prophet ﷺ were these words: "Ayyuhan nas, afshu salam, wa atimu taam, wa sallu bilayli wa nasu niyam tadkhulu jannata bi salam." So these were the first words that Al Hussein ibn Salam heard from the mouth of the Messenger of Allah ﷺ, and he remembered that always. These are the first words I heard from Rasulullah ﷺ: "Ayyuhan nas." Oh people, spread salam and feed the poor people food and pray in the night while the people are sleeping. And if you do these things, you will enter Jannah with peace. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us amongst those people. So, he took a close look at the Prophet ﷺ. He contemplated his face. He looked at him carefully. And he said to himself, Wallahi, this is not the face of a liar. Wallahi, this is not the face of a liar. This is the face of a truthful man. And Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives those signs. When a person is good and sincere and truthful and devoted, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts nur, he puts light on that person's face. So what do you think about the leader of all mankind, the best of all mankind? Of course, he had that nur on his face. And this could be seen. So Al Hussein ibn Salam, he said, Wallahi, this is not the face of a liar. And then he asked the Prophet wasallam a few questions to see if his answers to those questions would correspond to the knowledge that he had from the Torah. And all of the questions were answered satisfactorily according to what was revealed in the Torah. So at that point, al Hussein ibn Salam, he said, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashhadu anna muhammadar rasulullah. 
he took the shahada. He was not an arrogant person. See? Even though he was from the Jews, he still was willing to accept the truth. Even though Muhammad didn't come from Bani Israel, he didn't care about that. He still is a truthful person and he, he has all of the characteristics of the messenger that has been prophesied in our book. So why shouldn't I accept him? So he accepted him, alhamdulillah. And he took the shahada. Then the Prophet asked him, what is your name? What is your name? And he said, my name is Al-Husayn ibn Salam. And then the Prophet said, from now on, from today, your name is Abdullah ibn Salam. Your name is from today, Abdullah ibn Salam. So he is known as Abdullah ibn Salam. And that was the name given to him by Rasulullah himself. So when he became a Muslim, the Prophet was very excited that such a uh, respected man, a man of knowledge, actually the most knowledgeable of the Jews of Medina. He was the greatest scholar of the Jews of Medina. So the Prophet was excited that this man has accepted Islam. Perhaps all of the Jews will accept Islam now too, following him, following their leader. But Abdullah bin Salam told Rasulullah he said, Ya Rasulullah, my people, the Jews, they are a treacherous people. They are a people who are known for betrayal. And they are a people who are known, even if the truth comes to them, they are not willing to accept it. So he told the Prophet ﷺ, he said, Ya Rasulullah, I want you to do one thing for me. I want you to gather the Jews. I want you to gather the Jews and call a meeting with them. And I will be there too, but I will be hidden. I will be in a place that is hidden from them. So I can hear what's going on, but they won't see me. And I want you to ask them, Ya Rasulullah, ask those people about me. What do you think about Abdullah ibn Salam? And hear what they say. So the Prophet ﷺ accepted this request. He gathered the Jews of Medina. Now, the Prophet ﷺ, he is the ruler of Medina. So the Jews and everyone else, if the Prophet ﷺ calls for a meeting, they have no choice but to accept that. Because he is the ruler, whether they like it or not. So he called for this meeting. He called for the Jews of Medina to come to meet him. And they came and they gathered. And the Prophet ﷺ tried to talk to them and he tried to invite them to Islam. He tried to give them da'wah to Islam. But they rejected what he said. Then the Prophet ﷺ said, What do you think about Abdullah ibn Salam? What is your opinion about Abdullah ibn Salam? And the Jews, they answered, He is the most knowledgeable one amongst us. He is the best of us. He is the most pious of us. He is the best of us and the son of the best of us. So then the Prophet said, Okay, so what if he were to accept Islam? You're saying he's the best of you and he's the most knowledgeable of you and he is the most respectable amongst you. If he accepts Islam, would you accept Islam too? And then they said, Allah will protect him from ever accepting Islam. He will never accept Islam. And we seek refuge in Allah from him accepting Islam. They were so sure about themselves. 
Then Abdullah ibn Salam, he came out from where he was hiding from. And he said, accept what Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is saying. For verily I bear witness that he is the messenger of Allah. Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashhadu anna Muhammadar Rasulullah. So he repeated his shahada in front of all of those Jews. And those Jews, remember, just a minute before, they had said that this man is the best of us, the greatest one of us, the most knowledgeable of us. And now they're seeing in front of their eyes that he has accepted Islam. So after he accepted Islam and after they saw him saying the Shahada, they were so shocked and they completely changed their stance. They said, he is Sharruna Wabnu Sharrina. He is the most evil amongst us and he is the son of the most evil amongst us. And he is Jahil and he is this and he is that. They just said he is the greatest one amongst them and the most knowledgeable amongst them and the most pious amongst them. Now a few minutes later, they're saying he is the most evil amongst them. He is the most Jahil and ignorant amongst them. So this was their way. They would know the truth and they knew the truth that this was a good man, that he was the most knowledgeable amongst them. They knew it, but because of the disease in their hearts, they completely took a 180 degree turn and they started saying he is the most evil amongst us and the most ignorant one amongst us. So these are a people who even after knowing the truth, they reject it. They know the truth, but still they reject it. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has called these people Al-Maghdubi alayhim The people upon whom the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is upon them. Why is the anger of Allah upon them? Because they know the truth and still they reject it. Of course Allah is going to be angry with the person who sees the truth and knows that this is the truth but still rejects it anyways. So this was the case of these people. Abdullah ibn Salam he became a very close companion of the Prophet ﷺ and he is one of the greatest of the Sahaba. And the Prophet ﷺ gave him glad tidings of Jannah. The Prophet ﷺ said about him on this earth that this is a man of Jannah. So he was guaranteed Jannah while he was still alive in this world. And that is an honor that not very many people ever got. Even amongst the Sahaba, there are only a handful of them who actually got this good news from the Prophet ﷺ while they were alive. And Abdullah ibn Salam is one of them who was given tidings of Jannah while he was alive in this world. So he was one of the greatest companions of the Prophet ﷺ and one of the closest companions of the Prophet ﷺ. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions Abdullah ibn Salam in the Quran, in the ayah in Surah Al-Ahqaf, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Qul in kana min indillahi wa kafartum bihi wa shahida shahidum min mithlihi wa shahida shahidum min bani israel ala mithlihi faamana wastakbartum. Say, what do you think if this is actually from Allah and you disbelieve in it? And there was someone, a witness from Bani Israel who bore witness to it and he believed. This man from Bani Israel, he believed, but you were arrogant and you rejected the truth. 
So this shahidun min Bani Israel, this witness from Bani Israel, who bears witness to the truth of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, this is referring to Abdullah ibn Salam. So this is an honor for him to be actually mentioned in the Quran as well as a person who believed in the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam and what was revealed to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So Abdullah ibn Salam, a great companion of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, one of the Ansar and one of the people who became very, very close to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And that happened in the early days, in the first few days of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam's arrival in the city of Al-Madinah. Another early and important event that took place during those first days in Medina was what is known as Al-Mu'akhah, where the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he would take one of the muhajireen and one of the ansar one of the people who came from mecca who migrated from mecca and one of the people of medina and he would put them together and say you two are brothers so one from mecca one from medina you two are brothers to each other and this was called al muakhah and you can see the hikmah of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam in doing such a thing the people of mecca who made hijrah from Mecca to Medina. They came to Medina with nothing. They came to Medina with nothing. They left all of their wealth, they left their property, they left their homes, they left everything in Mecca. And they made this immigration to Medina just for the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, just to please Allah and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So they lost everything. And the people of Medina, they were people known for their generosity and their kindness. So the Prophet ﷺ decided to take one person from the Muhajireen and one person from the Ansar and put them together and make them as brothers. And the people of the Ansar, the people of Medina, they were very, very happy to oblige to this request of the Prophet ﷺ. They were willing to give whatever they could in order to help their brothers who had immigrated from Mecca. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala praises the Ansar in the Quran. He praises them in the Quran. He says, That these people, the Ansar, they love the people who immigrated to them. They love the Muhajireen. They love the people of Mecca. And they were willing to favor them over themselves. Even if they had a need, even if there was a poor man from Medina, and he saw that his brother from Mecca had some need, he would be willing to take care of that need, even if it meant that he had to suffer himself. No problem. They favored their brothers from Mecca over their own selves and their own families. So look at this beautiful brotherhood. Surely the believers are brothers. And this muakhah, this brotherhood between the muhajireen and the ansar, it was a beautiful example of the brotherhood of Islam. One of the beautiful examples that shows the beauty of this muakhah, this, this bond of brotherhood be between the muhajireen and the ansar, was the bond between Abdurrahman ibn Awf and Sa'ad ibn al-Rabi'i. Abdurrahman ibn Awf, he was from Mecca, and Sa'ad ibn al-Rabi'i was one of the ansar, he was from Medina. And Sa'ad ibn al-Rabi'i, he was wealthy, he was one of the wealthy ansar, one of the wealthy inhabitants of al-Medina. So the Prophet wasallam made them brothers. He made Abdullah ibn Awf the brother of Sa'ad ibn al-Rabi'i. 
So Sa'ad ibn al-Rabi' he said to Abdul Rahman ibn Auf, he said, I am the richest person from the people of Medina and I am dividing my wealth into half today and half is for you. I also have two wives. See which one you like the most and I will divorce her. And after her idda is over, you go ahead and you marry her. This is the level of the love and the brotherhood that they had for their brothers from Mecca, subhanAllah. Half of his wealth, just like that, no problem. And even one of his wives, no problem. Beautiful. But Abdurrahman ibn Auf, he said to Sa'ad, he said, Barakallahu laka wa li ahlik wa li malik. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you in your wealth and in your family. But I don't need any of this. Jazakallah khair. Just show me where is the market. Show me where is the market. So he showed him where what the market was and Abdurrahman ibn Auf was a brilliant businessman. And within a short time, he was able to accumulate a huge amount of money. Subhanallah. So most of the Muhajireen, most of the people of Mecca, they were, they, were, they were combined or they were given brotherhood to one of the persons from the Ansar. So one person from Mecca, one person from Medina. But there were a few examples where the Prophet ﷺ actually joined two people of Mecca with each other. For example, Hamza ibn Abdul Muttalib, the uncle of the Prophet ﷺ. He made him the brother of Zayd ibn Haritha. And they were both from Mecca. So there were a few examples where Mecca with Mecca. And the Prophet Muhammad ﷺ himself, who did he make as his brother himself? He chose Ali ibn Abi Talib to be his brother. So they were both, of course, from the people of Mecca as well. So there were a few examples of this. For, but for the most part, one person from Mecca with one person from Medina. And alhamdulillah, this was a very, very successful event. The Mu'akha, the joining of brotherhood between the people of Mecca and the people of Medina. And it really increased the love in the hearts of the people, in the hearts of the Muslims, they got to know each other, they got to understand each other, and they became one big community. So it was not just like, okay, the Muhajireen have their own community and their own circles, and the Ansar, they have their own community and their own circle. No, it all got combined, alhamdulillah. This is something we can learn from as well, right? We have a very diverse masjid here. We have people of all different types of nationalities, all different types of backgrounds. Try to be diverse in your friends. Try to have friends from different types of backgrounds and different types of nationalities and different types of cultures. Don't just stick with your own kind, right? This is a problem that we see a lot in the Muslim world, right? We see everyone likes to stick from people of their own country, of their own nationality, of their own culture. No. Be like the Muhajireen and the Ansar. Mix with each other, get to know each other and increase that love that you have for each other. This is something that we can learn from this uh, this incident of the joining of brotherhood between the Muhajireen and the Ansar. A very important incident that took place in the early days of the Prophet ﷺ in Al Madinah. Inshallah, next week we will talk about the treaties that the Prophet ﷺ made in Al Madinah during those early days. Now he's the ruler of Medina, so he made some treaties with the Aus and the Khazraj and the Jews. And inshallah, next week we'll talk about those treaties bi idhnillah. Wallahu alam sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Salam alaikum.